0: Okay, this is a a class period where I have always uh, agreed that I would answer questions that people had. And I think of uh, Dr. McGee. Anybody ever heard Dr. McGee on the radio? Dr. McGee was one of the great Bible teachers of the modern times, and he had a question and answer period where he would answer questions. Really a good thing to do. And I've always said answer your questions, and sometimes... uh, I don't get too many that come in because maybe you've already got all the answers. Good for you. Then I'll I'll start asking you questions. But uh uh I have some questions I'm gonna talk about today, and uh, probably for a couple of weeks we're gonna answer some questions. And these are more in the form of explain this passage. Explain a passage, which is fine. We can do that too, as long as it's not the whole book of Proverbs or something, all right? So and that would take a little longer <laughs> than a half an hour. <clears throat> but i got a couple passages, and we're going to take a look at them today. The first one's in Luke 17. There's a passage there. And one of the reasons we get in trouble when it comes to interpreting the Bible or we come up with something that, says, gee, that seems like an odd thing to me, is because of what... <coughs> Good Bible students call it the flow of argument. I've written it on the board. There's a flow of argument in the passage. Or that is, in other words, uh, something is being said. And that's the reason this verse is there. Uh, because it's what's being explained. And it's uh, problematic sometimes if you pull that verse out. And if we look at verse 6 in Luke 17, it said, And the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say to this sycamore tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. And we go, Wow, that's cool. I want to have that. I want to throw trees around with my faith. And uh, I want to plant a a sycamore in the middle of the ocean, like Jesus said. And so i got to get this faith thing so I can do whatever I want. And that's kind of uh, when you just read that verse, then that's what it appears to be. And so you got to put it into context. Or what's the argument or what's the point of view that Jesus Christ is talking about when he uses this verse? And it's, it's easy to do here with this one. Uh, So let's go up and begin in the beginning, chapter 17, verse 1, and see if we can figure out the flow of argument. What is Jesus describing and explaining? And then when we get to the verse, maybe it'll have better meaning for us. Okay, and he said to his disciples it is impossible but that offenses will come but woe unto him through whom they come, it's better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck he was cast into the sea that he should offend one of these little ones and so he's starting his conversation with do not offend he says it's bound to come Can't help it. There's gonna be people who offend. He said, I want you to think about this, make this a part of your behavior. Do not be offensive. Do not offend. Well, that's that's a project, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, it's very easy to be offensive. I mean, walk over to the table on as they call it the trough on Sunday morning. And there's all kinds of different foods people have brought. And if you go up and say, I don't like that one. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) No, really. Really, shut your mouth. If you don't like it, just shut your mouth. Because somebody baked that cake. Somebody made those cookies because they wanted to share them with us. And so they brought them to share with us. And if you don't like them, shut your mouth. All right? Don't be offensive. And that offensive that Jesus is talking about is really easy to do. It's very easy to say something about, well, I don't like the way that looks. Somebody put it up there. You know, Somebody posted it on the wall. Some kid drew a picture. Somebody did something. You don't like it, you can just shut up. That's what Jesus is saying. He says, if you offend. If you're going to go around offending, it would be better if we tied a big heavy rock on your neck threw you in the ocean. That's serious talk from Jesus. And so he's starting this conversation. He says, I want you guys, you disciples, to stop being offensive. That's going to take... The real thing. Then watch what he does now, verse three. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. If he repent, forgive him. If he trespass against thee seven times in a day, seven times a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive. All right, so he said, number one, do not offend. Number two, always forgive. Always forgive. That's hard. Somebody does something to you seven times, he says, in a day. You're thinking, they're just out to get me. Seven times they did it. And Jesus said, no, no, no. Here's what I expect your behavior to be. Number one, you are not going to be offensive. You're going to learn to control your mouth, control what comes out of it, and then not be offensive. Number two, you're going to forgive whenever... You get the opportunity, I expect you to do it, no matter how hard it seems, I expect you to do it. So, how you coming on that? We're all saying, ooh, boy. That's something. And so did the disciples. So they said, and the apostles said to him, Lord, increase our faith. They said, We're gonna have, if we're gonna do that, never be offensive and Peter and John. Jesus called uh, John and James the sons of thunder. They're so loud and boisterous. That's what he called them. So you can imagine somebody like that. They offend everybody. And he says, I want you to control your behavior with other people. Learn not to offend them and learn to forgive them whenever you can. And they said, look, if we're going to do that, you're going to have to help us have a little more faith. Because we think it's going to take faith to do that. So we need more faith. And that's what the question is. He said, We need more faith. We need something helping us, driving us, so that we can do the things you just asked us to do. And then he says in verse 6: The Lord said, If he had faith as a grain of mustard seed, he might say to this sycamore tree, Be planted plucked up by the root and planted in the sea, and it should obey you. He said, okay, you're right about one thing. You need faith. Now, what is faith? Faith isn't wishing hard, I'm going to wish that tree into the ocean. That's not what it is. Faith is I believe in a person. Faith completely trusts Jesus. How much do you trust Jesus? We're going to need more faith. That's right. You're going to have to trust him so that I do whatever he says to do. I'm going to have to trust Jesus. And he says, you shouldn't offend. You should always forgive. And I trust him. That's what I got to do. And I got to know Jesus better. Jesus wants me not to be offensive. He wants me to forgive people. And he says, how hard is it? It's like throwing a tree in the ocean. That's pretty hard. Pretty hard to do. He says, I'm going to give you this, that this is hard to do. This is hard to do. And so it's really not a comment about you can pray and ask for whatever you want, and you get it. It's a comment about, I've asked you to do something difficult. And it's going to take faith. You're going to have to trust me to believe what I've said to you, all right? Here's what I've said to you. You've got to do these things. And then he just caps it off. Verse seven, which of you having a servant plowing or feeding the cattle will say to him by and by when he's come from the field, go sit down to meet? Will not rather say to him, make ready there where the I may sup. Gird thyself, serve me till I have eaten and drunk and afterward you shall eat and drink. Does he thank This servant, because he did the things that were commanded him, I don't think so. Or in other words, you have a servant, he's plowing in the field. What's his job? Come in and make supper after he's finished. So he comes in and you don't say to him, ah, you've done enough. You've done enough. So verse 10, likewise, you, and you've done all the things that you are commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. We have done that, which was our duty to do. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult to do those things, he said, but it's your duty to do them. I've asked you to do that. I've asked you to change your behavior and your opinions, and you're going to have to trust me. As a matter of fact, the best way to look at it is whatever Jesus said, I'm going to have to do it. And don't argue with him. Don't argue with him. So it's really not a passage about having faith to throw a tree in the ocean. Who wants to do that? You know, did you have a tree you wanted to cut down? We can cut it down. but <laughs> I'm not throwing it in the ocean for you. All right. Uh, so that's the flow of argument in the passage. He's saying, I've asked you to do some hard things, to control your mouth. <laughs> it's hard, right? Control your mouth and forgive people. And Sometimes it's really hard to do. I'm asking you to do those hard things if you really believe in me, he says, if you believe in me, your faith will help you. You'll trust Jesus. Do what he says, and it'll work out right. All right, so that's a little bit of that passage where we put the flow of argument with it. Servant does what he's told to do. And he's telling, this is what I want you to do. And so uh, trust me. Do what I say. Now, let's turn over to Matthew 11 Matthew chapter 11, I'm going to answer two passages today, Matthew chapter 11, <coughs> the last three verses, 28, 29, and 30 of Matthew chapter 11. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. You shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is something that Jesus said to people. He said, uh, how's your burden? How's your load? Uh, and we say, I got a heavy load. All right, I got a heavy load. My life is full of trials, I've got difficulties, trials and hardships, I've got some hard things that I'm dealing with, and he says, so, come to me, and I'll make your burden light. And so, people say, well, all i got to do is come to Jesus, and say, Jesus, get rid of this burden off my back. I'm tired of carrying this heavy load, I want it off my back, take it off my back, and he says I want my burdens to be light and easy, that's what I would like, so I'm going to pray, God, life's getting tough, pick up my burden, and take it away. All right, so once again, we go to the flow of argument in the passage. What's the passage really saying? And this one, it gets very pointed. It's very to the point. It is one of my favorites because it's so powerful. Uh, occasionally, Jesus holds up a mirror, says, take a look. That's you in there. Take a look at yourself. And this is one of those times where he says, take a look at yourself. Let's get a good look. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, that's the promise. You come to me, you've got a heavy burden on your back, you've got the trials and stresses of life, and you come to me, he says, I'll give you rest. How do we do it? Take my yoke upon you. Now, <clears throat> you know what a yoke is, we have and there's two oxen or horses or whatever with a neck in the yoke. And they pull together. He says, there's Jesus on one side of the yoke pulling and you're next to him pulling. He says, so get in with me. I'll pull it with my yoke. Get next to me and we'll pull together and I'll make your burden light. All right, but... Here's what he says. He says, you're in my yoke? Yeah, I'll, I'll come. All right, now the next thing I want you, and this is the key verse, learn about me. Learn about me. Learn about me, he says. So you can't just say, take my burdens, Lord, I'm sick of them. Come and take them. And he says, you know, come to me. Come with me. I want you to learn what I'm like. I want you to learn about me so that you'll understand what I'm saying when your burdens are light. Learn about me, why? Because I am meek and lowly in heart. And Jesus says this. Here's what you will learn about me, that I am meek and that I am lowly of heart. So you're going to pull next to me over here. You're going to have to learn to be meek and lowly of heart. That's what the yoke is, meek and lowly of heart. So what's the opposite of being meek? I'm proud. Proud. You say someone is meek. They don't say much. They're quiet, keep to themselves. The opposite of that is pride. Pride is the opposite of meekness. And so Jesus said, I'm meek and lowly of heart. That's the way I view the world. That's how I do things. I have this meekness in my heart. So come and join me, and you'll see that I have meekness and lowliness of heart. Which shows itself in I have a low opinion of myself. Someone is meek, has a lowly heart, they're not walking around saying, Look at me, aren't I something? (laughs) They're meek and lowly of heart, that is, they have a low opinion of themselves. And so, because of Jesus' low opinion of himself because of his meekness, he says, uh, he never says, I should say, he never says this, I don't deserve this. He never said that. Who says that? Somebody that's proud. I don't deserve that. I deserve better than that. I deserve better. Jesus says, you come to me going to put my yoke on, you're going to have to learn not to say I don't deserve that. Now when we have the opposite, we have pride, then what comes up easy is pie. Hey, this is me. I don't deserve that. I don't deserve those things happen to me. And so the burden of pride, which is a sin, of course, first recorded sin, was Satan. said i'm going to be like god he was proud that was the first recorded sin ever was the pride of satan and we think we're too good we have a high opinion of ourselves and we're too good and we don't deserve this so come on jesus lift this burden off of me he said if you thought like me it wouldn't be a burden If you had a lower opinion of yourself, it wouldn't be a heavy burden. Just think of the trial of Jesus. They spit on him. They blindfolded him and slapped him in the face over and over, saying, Can you guess who hit you? They punched him. They says they pulled the hair off of his beard. They said, Prophesy, prophet. Can you see who just hit you? They mocked him, and they put on him a fancy robe and a crown of thorns, and they did those things to him all morning long, and never once did he think, I don't deserve this. I can hardly wrap my head around that. I just, the meekness and loneliness of Jesus' heart, that he would sit there and take that, and just say, it's okay. It's all right. It's your pride and your high opinion of yourself that makes your load heavy. And that's what he's saying. So If you come to me, if you want to join with me, you're going to change your attitude, you to look inside your heart, and that attitude has got to change. All right? And uh, Jesus Heart attitude, being meek and lowly, is the clue to living life where the burdens don't bother you. We're going to get rid of the attitude of sin, which is, I don't deserve this, I deserve better than this. And Jesus never once thought or said, He was more than willing to be abused, He let it come. And in Pilgrim's Progress, if any of you remember, we've done it here a couple of times. There's a character in the end there, and he's exactly like this. He's meek and lowly of heart. And they said he walked through the valley of the shadow of death where everyone else was afraid that he was whistling. I said, okay. I said, okay. He said, okay. this is okay. He said he was happy. He walked through the darkest place in the trail, the worst place that gave everybody the most trouble, and he says, okay, I deserve this. It doesn't bother me. And he walked through. And it's a real uh, insight that uh, to some people who are meek in their nature, uh, it comes easy. They don't think they deserve anything. And their behavior is much more like Jesus. And so... Here's a passage that makes you say, come on, Jesus, lift my burden. He says, you really want it? You want me to lift it? Here's how it's done. You stop being arrogant. And you take what comes to you in your life and accept it. Don't ever say, I don't deserve it. Something comes to your life. I heard an old preacher, and I never forgot what he said. If something happens to you, he says, well, whatever you do, don't argue with God about it. That was a very wise thing to say. Something comes into your life and you think, Whew, this is a little tougher than I thought it should be, but I'm not going to argue with God. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm not going to say, hey, I don't deserve this. I'll just take it and calmly do what Jesus said. And what happens? The burden comes off your back. burden comes off your back. It's a wonderful thing that Christ said. It's one of the richest things that he said about how to live life and deal with hardships and burdens and troubles and trials. Be like me, he said. He said, don't think so highly of yourself. That you think you ought to be exempt from them? No. You're just like everybody else. Take it on your back, carry it along, and put my yoke on you. And what do you find? You, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Very insightful thing for Christ to say. It's a couple questions, uh, passages that we have. I got some more coming. Thank you.